water is probably the only thing we cannot live without. Sure, if you're in a bind, you could probably survive weeks on little food, but water, not long, about three days. Now, I wouldn't recommend trying that out. You'd feel pretty horrible. But today I wanted to explore why it is so hard to drink water or get your fluids in after weight loss surgery. Are you ready to be more hydrated? Let's get started. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Saraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. First off, let's start with why water is important to drink. Now, I know some of you struggle with plain water. So when I say water for the most part, I mean non-caloric beverages that are not alcohol. And we can just include all of them under the word fluids, let's say. Now, there are fluids that are more hydrating than others. For example, you might not know that milk is actually more hydrating than water. However, that's not what I'm focusing on here. I'm focusing on the fact that everyone needs enough fluid daily, and to work it out, you need about 30 mils per kilo. So to make it easier for my maths sake, if I was 100 kilos, I would need 100 times 30 is 3,000 mils or 3 litres of fluid per day. Shocked? Yeah, most of my patients are. So what happens if I don't drink enough water? So ongoing poor water or fluid consumption has a few consequences. So these can range from the uncomfortable to an emergency, such as dehydration, constipation, kidney stones, headache, malaise, or overall tiredness and fatigue, halitosis, which is a scientific term for being someone with a bad breath, or which is often caused by poor saliva production. So saliva has a role in protecting the teeth and the gums and the mouth from germs. And when you don't have enough saliva, which is mostly made of water, this can lead to the bad breath, it can lead to dental cavities, and it can lead to gum disease. So saliva is actually pretty important. You might also get dry skin and wrinkles. You might just look dull. And you might have impaired mental agility and coordination. And in worst case scenario, things like kidney injury, because there's not enough fluid, hey, to go around. The other one I wanted to add to that list, which is weight loss surgery specific, is the frothies or the foamies. The foamies or the frothies is a term from the weight loss surgery community that describes a bit of a vomit or a regurgitation that is predominantly foam or froth. Now, in my experience, the froth or the foam tends to come from eating too quickly, but more commonly dehydration. So when we are dehydrated, the saliva that we need every day to help us digest and process our food, it needs about one liter, essentially, just from that to help keeping our mouth moist and lubricated and not having those germs attack our teeth. So you're not drinking enough fluid, the body's taking whatever you're drinking and taking it somewhere else in the body, 
And so you have thick saliva from being dehydrated. So you might go down to sit and have a chicken and broccoli plate for dinner, for example. Now, chicken and broccoli are heavier than the saliva in the body, so they are more dense. So the chicken and broccoli tend to go into the stomach and it pushes the saliva up. And often you might actually feel too full, but you might not realize it because the saliva is right at the top of the stomach and all of that saliva comes out like a thick saliva, but the food stays down. Have you had that experience? That's what's called the frothies or the foamies. So the trick to solving this is to drink more fluids. And typically when I see that in practice, I solve the problem typically as long as the person does keep up their fluids. So now we know why water is important to drink, but it is also difficult after weight loss surgery for a multitude of reasons that we'll discuss now. So due to the smaller stomach or pouch size, it can be more difficult to consume fluids to keep hydrated. Now you can no longer gulp a big glass of water like you used to when you're short on water. You have to be more planned and considered. One of the main and biggest reasons of why people struggle with fluids after weight loss surgery is that you cannot eat and drink at the same time. So we know that eating and drinking at the same time can cause you to either not eat enough at that meal or it might wash the food too quickly through the gut, and this may then lead to weight regain because you're feeling still hungry. If you need to wait 30 minutes before your meal and then 30 minutes after your meal, it takes a whole hour out of that time you could be drinking fluids. So if it takes you half an hour to stop drinking and then half an hour again to start drinking, that's an hour, and then that's potentially an hour plus the 30 minutes it took you to eat. So you've got 90 minutes there, three to five times a day. It's over five hours of not being able to drink just for the purpose of meeting the expectations of the surgery. And then you have to sleep. So there goes another six to eight hours. And so no wonder it is hard to get your fluids in around your meals. So my biggest strategy that works really well is to set reminders everywhere and tag drinking water onto something you already do. So for example, set reminders to start drinking again after you've finished your meal. So it could just be a simple timer on your phone to go off at 30 minutes, and then that could be your reminder to start drinking again. You could have habitual reminders. So for example, every time Outlook pops an email up on your screen, or you get a Slack notification or a Teams notification, that's when you drink a sip of water. Uh, you might have to answer the phone for work, so you might want to take a sip while or after you're on the call. Set Outlook reminders to drink and keep snoozing them and snoozing them and snoozing them and drink water each time. Don't just ignore the reminder. Take a water bottle everywhere, so stash them all around you so you have no excuses. If you take your water bottle, you will drink the water. Have many rewards. So if you do finish a water bottle or you finish your water goal for the day, give yourself a sticker, a smiley face, or purchase yourself a new water bottle, or have a bigger goal. So if you keep to this for 30 days, then book yourself in for a massage at the end of the month, for example. You might also like to change the type of water bottle you have. So you can have straws beyond that first year post-op. I believe it's a myth that I also got sucked into. But initially, it does introduce gas into the stomach, but beyond that first year post-op, it should be okay. But if you find that drinking from an open glass might be easier, 
to drink more fluids or having a sip of water bottle like those pump water bottles or Powerade bottles or even like a Camelback type one which has the inbuilt straw in it, these small changes might actually make a big difference to your water intake. So change up the type of water bottle you have. It does also help to track your water. So tracking your water intake on your phone using an app or a diary or even a checklist on a piece of paper or even those pretty cool water bottles that have the times on the side that sort of are a self-motivating tool to get you to drink enough water can all really help post-op. So they can work if you are consistent in using them. Even if you are years beyond your surgery, try to be mindful that carbonated drinks can upset your stomach, may cause vomiting or stomach bloating post-op. So try to pick more non-carbonated drinks to help support your stomach in the long term. Another positive of drinking more fluids using these tips suggested will help with preventing or reversing weight regain. Now, water is an appetite suppressant, and you've probably heard in your dieting life in the past, you know, drink water before you eat because you're probably thirsty, not hungry, and that still holds true post-op. So drinking more fluids and staying hydrated may help starve off those quote-unquote cravings or that need to snack or eat because it might just be the fact that you need more fluid than food. Now, my final suggestion in terms of how to help you drink enough water is to keep an eye on your urine. So I've found that a lot of bariatric patients only wee twice a day. Not sure if you've had the same experience. I know we're getting a bit personal here, but some people wake up, they wee in the morning, they wee at night, and that's it. Not only is this an increased risk of UTIs, but it definitely says that you're not hydrated. So what I'd like you to do is notice if you're weeing regularly at a regular interval, not just once every 12 hours, and keep an eye on the color of the urine. So yes, it's probably going to be fluoro because of the vitamins, but make sure it's not a darker color and you want to try aim for a straw hay color or close to clear. That means you're doing pretty well. So if you are dehydrated, it can happen even if you're drinking your same amount of fluids, you might have eaten more fiber for that day or you've done more activity for that day or it's hotter or humid outside. So your hydration can change depending on your environment. So keep an eye on the color of the urine to make sure that you're doing well. The other aspect of water that I wanted to discuss specifically in regards to after weight loss surgery is that water feels quote-unquote heavy. Now, I haven't found any definite research as to why this is the case, but I do have a few theories. So, first theory is that the surface tension of the water is heavy, but I'm not a scientist. But then when you add diet cordial or protein water to it, it sort of loosens up the molecules and makes it easier to drink. The second theory I have is the pH of the water. So I've been told that tap water is a pH of 7, and that's neutral. And then you've got acidic is the smaller numbers, and alkaline is the higher numbers. So the more alkaline the water, I found more people tolerate it after weight loss surgery. Most people on you know Facebook groups and trying it out myself with other patients is the Fiji water. 
seems to be very well tolerated after the operation. So Fiji water is a brand of water here in Australia. I'm not sure if other countries have it, but basically it's a type of alkaline water that has a pH of 7.9, whereas our tap water has a pH of 7. So if you're able to try some quote-unquote alkaline water, it won't make your body more alkaline, but it may help you drink more fluids after the surgery, which is what we're aiming for. So apart from that anecdotal and not really evidence information, unfortunately, because they haven't done it, those were my theories, but to make water easier to drink, here are some other strategies. So number one, add flavor to the water. So I've mentioned that water feels heavy after the surgery, so you might like to add some chopped up fruit or infuse some tea bags or buy those cold water infusions by Twinings to help make water a little bit easier. Some patients even just add some mint and some lemon or lime chopped up in their water bottle and they're good to go. You might also be able to improve your protein intake as well as your fluid intake by using the protein waters. There are a range of protein waters on the market. What you are looking for is one that has at least 5 to 10 grams of protein per serve and keep the carbs less than 3 grams per serve. And that should steer you in the right direction. So you don't want something that's sugary, moderate in protein. You want something that's high in protein. Ideally per serve, about 15 grams per serve of protein uh, and less than 3 grams of carbs, if not none. So that should give you some guidelines when you do a Google search for protein water. And they have lots of different flavors. So my suggestion is to buy a sample pack, try it out. You might find they're too sweet, especially as our tolerance for sweet changes after the surgery. So you might want to try changing it up, making it less sweet or adding more water to see how you go with that. So it can also help you reach your protein intake plus your fluid intake. I've also found that to get people to drink more fluids, you might like to change around with the temperature of the water. So icy cold water sits better in the stomach post-op than room temperature water. And hot water tends to open up, quote-unquote, the gut. So if you try both varieties, you might see what your body tolerates better. Going back to that protein water, I've even had a patient freeze that protein water and she told me it didn't freeze 100%, so it came out like a slushy consistency. So that combines the protein water and the icy temperature of the water and it may make you drink more fluids. The other drinks that you shouldn't forget are the hydrolytes or the electrolyte drinks like Powerade sugar-free or Gatorade sugar-free or even the hydrolyte or electrolyte drinks. They do wonders in getting your body repleted from dehydration quickly. So if you are feeling dehydrated, don't forget you can add that in two to three times a day to help you feel more hydrated. So there's a lot of information in that and you might need to listen to this twice to sort of unpack it all and take some notes. But my advice to you is to try be consistent. Try different options and see what your body tolerates. This comes from eight years, nine years, I can't remember, of clinical practice. Everyone's got their own different, unique way of getting their fluids in that works for them. So fluids are so important and you will feel better when you drink enough and you won't know what works until you give it a try. So give a few of these different tips a try, see how you go with tracking your fluids, see how you go with the water bottles and I look forward to hearing your feedback on how your hydration has improved 
And as always, I look forward to chatting with you next week. So have a good rest of your week. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op-Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au and reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time.